this glorious mess. Hello and welcome to This Glorious Mess. It's the show for all the parents who answer their kids' questions while sleeping and wake up not remembering all the problems they've solved before breakfast. <laughs> That's me often. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah huh? And I'll be like, did I, did I say that? Did I tell you that? Do you reckon there's a point where kids actually go, you, you said... You said yes. <laughs> I was. You a, said I could do I was that. asleep. Did nothing in. Nothing from the bedroom counts. Actually, this might not be the moment. I'm saying yes to something but else. Matilda is seven, and she still gets in my bed most nights. Right. It's quite nice, but it's also a bit annoying. Not great. Sometimes in the middle of the night, she just wakes me or Brent up to just ask us random things. Like last night, in the middle of the night, she woke Brent up and she's like, "You know, Auntie Shannon, is she older than you or younger than you? At two in the morning, like." So she sleeps in there all night. She often will. She'll just come in, climb into bed, and go back to sleep. This is something we can talk about later. <laughs> okay. I'm Holly Wainwright. I'm the one with the children in my bed. I'm Holly Wainwright. My kids are seven and four. I nearly forgot how old my younger child was. I'm really doing well today. I'm Holly Wainwright. I work at Mama Mia. I've got two kids, Matilda, who's seven, and Billy, who's four. And I'm Andrew Dada with three teenagers. Full blown. 18, 18, 16, 13, they're good. But it's interesting the business about the kids in your bed. When I go away, which is, you know, reasonable quite often, quite often the, the, the girls who are 16 and 13, they will argue as to, or maybe not the 16 year old anymore, who will get to sleep in, in on my side of the bed. No. I know, I know. So, um, you know, there's that whole thing of when you have kids and they go, never let them, never let them sleep. Yeah, but. But, how, but it's really kind of nice. And when it stops, like I remember the day when Felix, who's 18, the, I remember the last time we held hands walking to school. I remember the spot it was. I remember the, what the weather was. I remember the whole thing. I remember thinking, God, is this awkward? Or is this fantastic? Or is it the last time? So all that sort of stuff. Oh, it's lovely. It is lovely. The only thing he about it. He was 17. It... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing about it is that Matilda is very, she's smart-ass about it now. So and, and when I kiss her goodnight, I'll be like, see you in the morning. And she goes, see you later. <laughs> Anyway, coming up today, we're talking gift registries for kids' parties. Is the quest for a bigger, better, better birthday gift legit or simply bananas? Also, why no one will ever invite you to their house. Hint, it has, actually has nothing to do with you. We'll also be talking about bribery and teenagers. Mm. But first, mm. a bit of correspondence. I love a bit of correspondence. We've had quite a lot of it lately. It's great. I know. Keep them coming. So if you want to talk, us to talk about anything on TGM, please yeah. email us. Do you know what the best bit about the correspondence is? It validates the crap that... <laughs> I'm not saying it's crap. No, it, it, okay, it, it normalises the things that we we think are not normal, that you and I yep. personally think are not normal. They're all Like this is about it. lice. I know. You know? The bane of my existence. So we put a call out a couple of weeks ago to hear from nannies and babysitters about any good stories that they had um, to share with us families, maybe to make us better when we're the ones hiring the babysitters and nannies. But we got this one. Um, anonymous, I think it is, anonymous. I worked as a nanny for five years now, but I was almost put off by my first job. It only lasted. I only lasted three months with the family because I got head lice from them three times. The kids had head lice permanently. The parents saw it as something to manage rather than eradicate. So the kids were constantly scratching their heads, and sometimes I could see lice crawling in one of the little girl's fingers, fr- fringes. Fingers. <laughs> Yeah. The parents did nothing about it, but I was expected to do a weekly de-licing session. The kids were great, but I couldn't put up with getting lice myself. 
and the and the parents didn't seem to care. Luckily, I wasn't put off forever because it's the best job, but I do have a lifetime worth of stories from that one first family. And then she says, love the podcast, which is nice. That's nice. Okay, Anonymous, I've got a bone to pick with you. Head lice. The struggle is real. Like, <laughs> last year, I think my kids had head lice more often than they did not have head lice. Like, and I have already de-knitted Billy twice this month. Right. Are you washing the sheets at the same time? I'm washing the sheets, the pillows. <clears throat> I'm doing... Cushions? I'm doing... Cushions on the couch? Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing the comb through. I'm doing the, like, chemical bomb. I'm doing all that stuff. But they're just... Like, they're, the knits will not go away. This... So, although I feel your pain, Nanny, because it is, it does suck when you're the grown-up and you get head lice too. Head lice are really hard to get. Tis the season to be nitty. Now, that'd be a great title for a book, <laughs> or a column at least. Uh, yeah, it is the knit season now, right? Yeah, well, because it's, it's warm, always, it's it's always wet. knit season in my house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's just one of those things. I think Jackie likes the delousing, sort of, in a weird way. She, you know, like, you walk in the house and go... Oh, yeah. Oh, I know that smell. What's that? <laughs> someone drinking peppermint tea or no? It's a delousing session. So it's interesting. This is the interesting thing about nannies and babysitters is they get a different view on your on your family than you do. And this family, obviously, were not keeping up with the knit treatment and judgment has been bestowed upon them. Yeah. This is something else that we'll talk about as well, that we, that we see our internal struggles quite differently to the way other people see our struggles when they look in. They, when they, and we'll talk about having people coming to your house or you going to someone else's yes. house and the way you see stuff versus what we see as normal. Other people maybe don't. Mm. Actually, that's this podcast really, it isn't is it? It is really. <laughs> if you have a story you'd love to share with us or if you have a nanny tale, email us at tgm at au. In news this week, in case you missed it, there is now an app that can create a gift registry for your child's birthday party. There's, it's called Purposit, and it's being pitched as a solution to ensure that kids don't get saddled with duplicate gifts or useless presents. The way that it works is you download the app and then you set up, it's kind of a bit like a GoFundMe page. So you mm. might go, I want to buy a little Johnny a zoo membership but they're 300 bucks or whatever they are. So you can contribute. Everybody who get who I send an invitation to can go on the app, just like they do with one of those charity fund runs you're doing or something, and contribute $20, $30, $50, $5, whatever, to make up the money for you to buy little Johnny his Zoom membership. Or I've seen some advertising around this app. You're even saving up for a holiday or not school fees, but university. You could, though. Yeah, it could in theory. I want to send little Johnny to, you know, the most expensive school in Sydney this year. Could you? So, but it's also been... Anyone want to cough up for a week? (laughs) (laughs) You can have the week April 7 to... um, But it's interesting because it's been... So it's been marketed in two ways. One is that you can create a gift registry for your child's birthday party so you don't get rubbish gifts anymore. Or two, you're crowdfunding to give your kid an experience that's really worthwhile. Now... Gift registries for kids' parties make my skin crawl because kids just need to get what they get and not get upset, in my opinion, (laughs) about that. But is it a dumb idea to get your community, i.e. your friends and family, to contribute to something big? Are you being a bit of a tight ass by doing that? Going, I want to... See, it's not... uh, You know, I I love that you chose a Zoom membership because it's worthy, Mm. right? So you'd go, oh, that's worthwhile. It's not a new Meccano set. 
or that I want to get him a iPad with stereophonic yes. speakers. A new iPad, you yeah, know, yeah. For example, we want to get Jimmy, who's six, a new iPad. Um, that's. But then, would that be not? Would that be terrible? Like, so I mean, maybe six. I don't know. But say if, say if you want to buy your ten-year-old the new iPad for their birthday, that's what they've been dying for. But you're like, I can't spring three hundred and fifty bucks on an iPad or whatever yeah. it is. So I'm going to ask all my friends who might come with a crappy present otherwise to put the money on the app so I can buy the iPad. Is that bad or not? And, well, when you put it that way, it probably sounds quite good. Mm. But but then, you know, then you're sort of forced, I'll go to the registry and and just 50 bucks. Why well, don't I want to spend 50 bucks on, you know, I was actually going to re, re-gift. I'm, I'm, <laughs> we just had Thingo's birthday not long ago and I've got a cupboard full of stuff I'm going to re-gift. Does that deny me my right of, my right of re-gifting? Well, it is very public. That is one thing about this. Everyone, I think, can see what you're putting yeah. in, like a charity thing. Shame. So you could be shamed. But Purpose at shame. Look, in a way, it makes sense because, you know, one big gift that the kid really wants rather than lots of little crappy gifts. But, on the, but they like the crappy little know, gifts. But, and also, there, there's a bit of me, and maybe it's I'm just soppy. It's not romantic. There's nothing. It's not like... So here you go. Here's your iPad, Johnny. Um, 25 different people contributed $25 so you could have that. Here's a list of their names. Like, I don't know. It's just not very... Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. You know I what think, I mean? There's I think nothing for, I, very magical about it. I think for parents, it's a great idea. So, you know, like if you've got a big birthday, like, so, you know, with your 40th coming up. Um, <laughs> sorry, your 30th. <laughs> sorry, the 30th coming up. Um, or, you know, like from the 50th, I got a barbecue from... All my mates, they went, and I went, yeah, not even better. I got money for a barbecue. Wow. So I get to choose it myself. How good's that? So you were already doing this just in a low-tech fashion. No, but this is for adults, not for kids. I mean, kids want, you know, you want to sit there in, in, I'm guessing, in the pile of paper at the end of the thing going, oh, how good's that? A friend of mine, I saw her talking about this app on Facebook, and she doesn't have kids, but she's an auntie. And she said she thought it was brilliant because she says, I'm always buying them the wrong thing. You know, like I'm always buying – teenagers are very hard to buy for, yeah. right, for example. They want money. Yeah, they really want money. So this is a way in, of buying, giving them money in a way. Anyway, it's very interesting. Tell us, everybody, what you think about yeah. it. Is this a genius idea or is it taking all the magic out of birthdays? We would love to hear what you think. Dad, you're not cool. We watch The Block and all those fancy home renovation shows, imagining a life of endlessly elegantly designed alfresco dining experiences with friends and family. But in reality... Do you? (laughs) Do you? No, I watch them going, oh my God. In reality, 60% of us are left cringing when we have visitors over because we think our houses are daggy and dated and we think they're too messy. Apparently, entertaining in our homes and having playdates in our homes are at an all-time low because people are embarrassed about their houses. There was a study done in the UK that said more than 60% of people no longer do invite people around for these reasons. The top, 20, top 20 reasons that people are embarrassed about their homes. I'm not going to do all 20, but so see if some of them, you know. Well, number one. It's messy. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Number two, there are lots of what? DIY jobs which need starting. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the DIY one's an interesting one because there are things that you go, I can, now I can do that. I will fix that. And they build up. So, for instance, my wife's parents, he retired and he said, I've got at least 150 jobs that I've got to do. Mm-hmm. So, you ring him and go, how are the jobs going? He goes, 
It's up to 171 jobs, right? <laughs> so he hasn't done one. He's yeah, and it's now always something more there's fun always to something. Do. Yeah, he goes. Well, for him, because he's German, that every job, everything has 150 steps to the job. All oh, right, so it's a very the big thing. Process. Everything's <laughs> got to be processed the accordingly. Interesting about this is I think a lot of us can relate to it. I don't like having people over that I don't know very well for playdates because I live in my house is small. There's nothing wrong with it, but it's small, right? I live in a unit. And so, <laughs> A, I can't have 25 kids. nothing wrong with it. I know, it's good. I can never have one of those parties where everybody gets yeah, drunk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're all, they're all too close together. We'd always know what people were doing. Anyway, so my house is quite small. So I, I would rather have playdates and stuff out in the park, at the beach, whatever. And when I get invited to go to playdates over at other people's houses, I'm like, ooh, this is fancy. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> so I definitely suffer a bit from this. And it's the same. We don't entertain very much. I'm kind of like, I just like my little house. So you're, okay, so your, your thing is size. So you go, it's too small to have people over. Well, I just think people, and I, I guess there's a bit of me that thinks I'll be judged. Like, oh, how do they live in this like little right. little place? You know what I mean? Yeah. So you probably well, do you ever feel bad about your place? Miss. Well, you know, like when people are coming and you go, and it's absurd. It doesn't make sense, but I'm guessing we all do it. You go, oh my, people are coming, but I must create a perfect. <laughs> we live in a perfect paradise of no mould, <laughs> and the the floor, the the boards across the top of the what are those boards called not lining you know like you've got the floor yeah and then the board skirting the, board skirting boards no, no mess on the skirting <laughs> you know like just dust seems to get there and you know some people come around and look at it all the freaking laundry oh, oh yes, my the laundry. god and the clothes oh my this god this is why I, like you know talking about playdates but also the drop-in right you know like if if somebody comes to my house unexpected and unannounced, it horrifies me because there will be three, pi- there'll be three baskets of laundry, you know. God knows what I the know. kids have done to the toilet. Like it's just you just. Thinking, what if you've just been to the toilet and a knock knock and you go, I'm going to have to hold you there. <laughs> you just like, people are embarrassed about their houses, but I don't know that it used to be like this when I was a kid. And again, when I was a kid, we all ran in and out of each other's houses. Do your kids all run yeah, in? Well, I mean, st- your kids are too old to no, be running no, in and out. Kids still run in and out. I don't think the kids look. Yeah, but the they don't see it because they don't sit in their own house. You know, until the kids start inviting other people, other kids around properly, and they go, oh, "I can't have you around because my house is a dump, or it's a hole. I live in a hole." And one of our kids goes to a pretty snazzy school, and we've been to some of the other kids' houses, <laughs> and we go, "We live in a hole." It's, and we don't live in a hole. We've got a fantastic place, but compared to some, like there was one, it was like a hotel. It was dead set. I walked in there and went, Jesus. Which is why I didn't want the kid going to that school. I know, right? Because then you're always thinking, well, everyone else's house is better. I know, I know. And they're gonna go, oh, the Danos, <laughs> the poor little Danos. <laughs> So I think we should all just agree, people, to just let our freak flag fly. Like, the kids want to play together. Like, come over, see my laundry, whatever. Like, just do it. The the clothes, though, that's the kicker. Yeah. And what the hell? Where do they come from? (laughs) This glorious mess.
When you've got little kids, it's all about reward charts and the lolly jar and, you know, time out and all those things. But as kids get older, how do you deal with rewarding them for good or bad behaviour? We are joined today by Joe Abbey, who has a newly minted teenager mm-hmm. and a very interesting story about how she got him to do something. Yeah, and, and, it, and it's not just about rewarding them. It's about getting them to be involved in the family life and doing the things that they formerly would do for nothing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But isn't so the word what, reward just bribery? Yes, it is, really. It really yeah. is. Tell us <laughs> tell us what what's happening with you and your um, 13-year-old. Okay. All right. So he used to be my golden child, my firstborn. He and I were like two peas in a pod. He used to want to do all the things with me. Um, but around three months ago, he sort of just changed into a moody teenager, and I wasn't prepared. And so the things he used to help me with and do without questioning just because I asked him to do it as a member of our household he started going how much um <laughs> so do you remember that so the first time when he said how much I'm not sure it was like towards the end of last year and I think I asked him to look after his sister or get her something and he went oh but can I buy a bag of gems for clash of clans you know which is just basically code for I want some money and he wanted to use my credit card to progress a game um but yesterday it sort of reached peak insanity because we had all these things to do around the house to prepare for something I had to do for work I had to carry things in and out organize everything I needed an extra set of hands and he said how much and at first I just went nothing just because I need your help and I'm your mother and it got to a point where I was trying to do it all myself and my husband wasn't home and I was having a nervous breakdown I went fine how much do you want and he said fifty dollars fifty dollars but I ended up paying him a hundred what? God, because, inflation's rife at your place. Because I needed extra help and I just thought, I've just got to get it done. I'm on a deadline and I know it was the wrong thing and I know it was a band-aid, but I just can't get him to do anything uh, anymore. Joe, you've just set a precedent. I know. Because how do you back down from $100? And it's a it's terrible... It's like giving someone a pay decrease. That's a very difficult <laughs> thing to and do. It, and and, so, and, and how, so how did you go How did you go from him saying 50 to you giving... 100. So we said 50 and he helped me and then he went back to his room into his cave how where he lives. How long did you help before? Um, wow. 30 minutes. There's so many there's, there's yeah. so many things going on. So and I'm clearly not a psychologist. <laughs> I but, need one. And then he went back to his cave in his room where he hangs where he spends to, all of his time yeah. and then to extract him from the cave to help me with more it was another 50 which he spent on a game using my credit card online and he knows my credit card details <gasps> off by heart. Hashtag proud. Um <laughs> <laughs> Joe, how do we, how, so, uh, how do I reverse this? So, the, yeah. so, the que- so, okay, here's the question for starters. Andrew, mm. you have three teenagers. You have been around these traps for a while. Do they get paid for doing things around the house? We've never paid them. Mm. They've never had, um, they've mm. never had pocket money. How do you get them to do the things you want them to so do? We ask them to do them and? and then say, you know, can you, but they get, they, they, they get what they want but they don't get them at, at specific intervals. Like, you know, if you need a new wetsuit, then you can have a new wetsuit, but mm. you've got to contribute around the house and that sort of business. So we don't have a specific reward regime. Mm. But what we didn't have that Joe has, which is a whole different world of pain, is video games. Right. So we've actively... We don't have, even call them video games anymore. No. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, you know what I mean. I think we call it gaming. Do we call it gaming? Yeah, pretty much. Gaming. So, yeah, so, so there's been, with, there was never a Nintendo 
box in the house. There was mm. never a until I won one actually. Um, oh wow! And, but, it, but it's never been used mm. in in anger, and certainly any games that were played. Well, there's never clash of clans or those things. Mm, mm. Never. Yeah, I mean, it felt like I wasn't bribing him at first because it wasn't like handing over cash. Like, we don't do um, allowances and stuff in the house. They yeah. just get stuff, like you said. But I think the reason it's blurred for me is because they do use it to buy bags of gems for games and new games yeah. that they're downloading. So I think, oh, yeah, cool, whatever. Um, so I think that's how I sort of explained it to myself. But it really is just money. It's like handing him $100 yeah, to help around the house. But now... It's hard to sort of reverse from that. Plus, in fact, I've got two younger children who are watching all of this. And it's setting like the... Well, firstly, I can't afford it. And secondly, um, it's just the worst example in the whole wide world. I have to ask the the armchair psychologist question that begs to be asked here. Your golden boy has become a sulky teenager. Mm. Are you buying his love? Yes, I think what? I am. Oh, I can't I really believe you said that out loud. I am. I've said that. I am because I just want my Philip back. Like, I want my child back. and not, I not going to happen. We're not for a few years. Well, I don't know 21. who I'm going to get home. It's gone to a point where he opens the front door and I just go, you know, like oh. all tense. But then somebody's like, hi, mum. And I'm like... Oh, that's great. But sometimes he just comes in, I hear his bag get slammed onto the floor, goes into the room, closes the door. I'm like, well, this is going to be costing me a bit of money this afternoon to get wow. anything done. Wow. Mm. So where do we go from here? Do you, can you backpedal, do you think? Mm. What do you think, Andrew? Can Joe backpedal? Oh, yeah. The, yeah. I mean, I suspect. Is it okay? So as a parent, is it okay to go, you know, that thing I did, I shouldn't have done it. We're not doing it anymore. Yeah. Mm. Of course. But if your kids like say, I'm not doing that, what do you do? Uh, then the next time they need something, to, this is what I, I just wrote a note to myself. Okay. That if they go, when, when they, can you do, say, how much? Mm. And they'll go, what do you mean? You, say, you well, mean, ha- so an example is like they want you to take them somewhere. Oh, you, I, so when they I, want you to do ooh. something for them, you yeah, say, so no. how much? I find it very hard to say no to my children. Yeah, of course so you do, I just have we, to no, say no. We want, no, we want to love them. Mm. We want them to love us. Well, I want him to love me, yeah. yeah, but, yeah, but, but, yeah they, but that's all we want. We just want to get along with them. Like, mm. you know those days when you have a great day and you go, oh, my God, it was the best day. What oh. happened? He hugged me at the end of and it. Isn't it pathetic? Yes, like, it is. Of course it's I texted pathetic. my husband the other week. I went, Philip just hugged me. I know, I know. He's like, this is so sad. Yes. But, um, but surely what, surely what, mm. they, what, what they actually want, mm. with, what everyone says, is they want rules and they want consistency, right? So if you're, okay. and when they walk in the door and you, and you go, oh, Hi, Phil. Like, the, oh God, it's gone. Yeah. I've got you. I've got you cold, right? Like, as soon as you walk, I walk in the door, and I can see you going. Mm. Oh, which Phil? Just it's as long as it's consistent. G'day, Phil. Right. How's your day? But then, if you yeah. put expectations back and go, well, I'm not. No, I can't yeah. actually do that for you because you didn't do this. Mm. Here's my problem, though. Like, we're taught now, and there's books and experts and all sorts of things to reward children, reward charts, reward everything from toddler. But rewarding is just bribery, and it just accelerates. So maybe we just need to stop rewarding kids for everything and just let them do what they need to do at the rate they want to do them. It's true, because even my little ones, like like Matilda, who's seven, if I go, do you want to come to the shops with me, am Mm. I getting something? That's like her next oh, yeah, thing. Yeah. Am I getting something? Mm. And I'll be like, no, you just get to hang out with me for an hour at the shops. And Reward like, enough. Nah. Nah. <laughs> and see, I think I'm an extreme example, but I think I'm just an extreme version of what we all do every day. Like, why did I give Philip a lolly when he did a poo during toilet training? Like, why did I set that precedent? So while it might seem like I'm just doing a terrible job, which I sort of feel I am, we really all are doing 
these things. Yeah, but as we've always said, you just do what you have to do to get through, right? <laughs> the day, yeah. yeah, yeah the day, right? <laughs> I'm trying to survive. Yeah. Exactly. But then the other, so with 13 year old daughter who's, you know, mm. got a bit spirited. She's a spirited I young love lady. That word. She's a great kid. She's she, a handful. But she's spirited. And I went the other, on Sunday, let's go for a surf. And she went, mm, no. I said, we're going, no. Get your togs on, we're going. Mm. I'm not, Dad said, get your togs on. You're going, you are going for a surf with me and you're bloody well going to enjoy it, right? And she went, oh, fine. So we walked down the hill because we got a surf beach there and had a surf. She caught the first wave. That was a good one. We had the best hour in the water. And and she said Mm. afterwards, oh, thanks for making me go. I said, Mm. you just forget. Yeah. What I'm hearing is I've got to cop the pain at the beginning yeah. um, instead of at the end. Because seriously, <laughs> yeah. Joe, $100 a pop is going to break you. <laughs> I can't afford it. But you know how we were talking about hormones before? Like his behaviour is due to hormones. I'm at the start we of... We had a testosterone discussion earlier. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that my hormones are crazy too. I feel like the start of menopause and his teenage years have collided. collided. Yes. You're surely and- not starting menopause. I, I totally you am. 12. No, I've got hormonal issues and he's got hormonal issues and it's like I think that's very common. Storm. That's very common that mm. those two things happen at the same time. So I cry when he hurts my feelings and I'm like, why am I crying? Hormones. And he's moody and crazy and I'm like, why is he moody and crazy? Hormones. Yeah, but you know one of the worst things a teenage boy can do is, is make his mother cry. Mm. There's no... T- I'm guessing no teenage boy has made their mother cry and felt good about it. Well, I don't cry in front of him. So we watched the movie Bad Mums together. He just happened to come in and he watched it with me. And there's the scene where she cries in the car and he says, Mum, do you do that? And I went, all the time, especially (laughs) since last year. And he's like, he was gutted. Gutted. But he was a monster the next day. He forgot. Yeah, but but if you were to cry in front of him and and say, no, 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 really, like really. Mm. Like we made our mother cry... (laughs) And we didn't want to, mm. but she'd go, can you move that rock from there to there? And then, and go, oh, <laughs> why? Why am I moving rocks? And she'd kind yeah. of feel terrible, and then you'd do mm, it. Mm. So it's a guilt. Yeah. You know, so as long as he understands that his, his treatment for you has repercussions for your feelings, right. it should surely change. So I don't have to be strong. I have feelings too. Although I'm yeah. not going to implement all of your excellent advice till the school holidays because I just can't cope. Mm. So I'm just going to get to the school holidays and then I'm going to like go cold turkey yeah. for the, the two weeks. I'm going to have the Warn conversation. Him. Warn him. I will. So yeah. the, the, okay, this is going to go until school holidays and at mm. school holidays we're going to start a new regime. Okay. So please don't be surprised. When I, yeah. I okay. Joe, good luck with that. <laughs> Knowledge <laughs> is power, sister. That's yes, amazing. I can do it. Can I text you guys at 2 a.m.? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Thanks. Thanks for coming in, Joe. Thank you. Joe. That was very interesting. $100, I can't believe it. Because we're all going through the same thing in different ways. It's so true. But $100, that like makes me, I'm a bit scared. It's insane. I'm Laura. I'm Michael. And I'm Mim. Australia's newest children's group, The Beanies, brings your kids a podcast series with all new songs, stories and games. We solve the big problems. How to be brave. Why we should try new foods. How to mix different colours. The Beanies, a show to get kids off screens, use their imagination and listening instead. So it's the guilt-free entertainment choice that won't leave you frozen. And yes, it will buy you a couple of hours of me time. The Beanies podcast, out now in iTunes or the Mamma Mia podcast app. Nailed it. Nailed it. 
Okay, Andrew, how did you go? Did you nail it or fail it this week? I did nail it, and that was the storing the story. I did nail it, and that was making my 13-year-old go surfing. The fail was not was accepting my 16-year-old's refusal to come. Right? So I should have said, because her, you know, I told you last week, she's got a, this boyfriend, mm. lovely boy. He's a mad surfer. And I said to him, she won't surf. And he goes, I know she won't surf with me either. And she's a good surfer. Why? This is interesting to me, Andrew, because apparently a lot of girls give up sport in their teens because it's a peer thing. Like suddenly, like they've loved doing athletic things, yeah. but suddenly they learn that it's not kind of valued in what women do. She loves surfing. She's always surfed. Why has she stopped surfing? She, is she self-conscious? Yeah, I'm sure that's what it is. Well, no, I'm not sure that's what it is. I think she's just can't let's, be, let's be armchair be, psychologist she, here. She, I think <laughs> she can't be bothered. And also she thinks she might look stupid. Yeah, it's that so self-conscious thing. Yeah, so it's not about how she looks. It's the, uh, how she physically looks. It's how she looks if she was doing it and she fell off. Or yeah. Whereas I've tried to explain to her a thousand times that you will be 20% cooler by actually being in the water and surfing. Because no guy would go, oh, she's such a dick because she's out there surfing. They'd go, how how hot is that girl or how cool is that girl or whatever? How smart is that girl for, you know? How brave. How brave. No, no, but really though. Mm. And even the fellow that she's very fond of is going, come on, let's, you know. So so it was great to convince the 13-year-old to go. And I should have probably pushed harder. But they could... They've got excuses. Of course. Got homework, Dad. Lots, yeah. I've got to study. Got to study. Um, got to study so on that's Facebook. Good. So on Sunday, you're going to make her go surfing with you again. Uh, I think I will. Maybe Saturday, maybe in the afternoon, any day, any time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to love it. Look, there's no greater moment than having three kids in the water with me surfing. And I'm a crap surfer. Like, I'm crap. But you love it. But just the three of them <laughs> together, popping up and down in the water, and you watch them, and then you paddle back out, and you go, Did you see my wave? And they go, No. <laughs> and there was another dad on Sunday, and I said, "What's with kids? They never watch us. We always watch them." And he goes, "I know it sucks." <laughs> and as his his daughter paddled out then and goes, "Did you see that one, Dad?" And he went, "See." So anyway, so if you can get him into the water, do it. Yes. How did you get on? I've got a fail. I've got a, a bit of a serious fail that I'm hoping to rectify in the next few weeks. I've been a bit busy lately, Andrew. Yes. I've been writing a book. I know. I know. It's right? Exciting. I have been writing a book, so I've been very busy and I've also been working and all those things. And I have to, my fail is that in the last maybe more than a few weeks, I've basically abdicated parenting responsibilities to Brent, to my other half. Like on the weekend, he is good at it. On the weekend, I had a particularly sticky deadline. And so I literally left on on Saturday. I was like, I have to get out of here. I went to the library all day. And then on Sunday, I rearranged everything so Brent could take the kids out all day. And I feel like the worst mother in the world because I'm barely seeing them. But there's an end in sight. So I feel like sometimes it's a failure because it's my, like, I should be with my children. But I also feel that sometimes this happens, right? Sometimes you're really busy and you're not around as much as you'd like to be. And sometimes you're not. So what I'm looking forward to more than anything is submitting this book and being a mum again. Yeah, it's a nail you, <laughs> right? Well, you failure. haven't had a failure. You've had a nail you because the other part of it is, is that in in a twelve months time, when the book is a reality, you'll have something to say. Here's this is why you didn't see me for several yeah, weeks. <laughs> yeah, and then but in twenty years time, you've got a, a genuine achievement of a book, of a physical book, 
mm-hmm. they can go, my mum's an author. Oh, yeah, my mum, my yeah, she's an author, man. She, <laughs> she wrote this book, the first one. And they'll never remember not seeing you. They'll only remember that you are a published author. Do you think that's true? I, I know it's true. Because you're a published author no, and you're yeah, exactly. like, I tell myself that all the time. But you, you do have to, and we've talked about this lots, you go away for work a lot and stuff. Yeah. So you, and then that's, you know, Jack runs the family stuff and that's a bit what's been happening in my house lately. Brent's been running the family stuff. Maybe I feel more, I feel guilty about it because I'm mum, I don't know. But I just feel like I have been failing a bit on the family front. It's time to pull myself back to it. Just remember <laughs> what you're achieving as well. Not what Why? you're not doing, but what you're achieving as well. Because it's a, it's very exciting. Good on you, Holes. I know. Can't wait to read it. Nearly done. I'm waiting for the proof copy. Oh, well, it will be coming your way. That's all we've got time for on this glorious mess this week. If you want to tell us what we should be talking about, maybe just make me feel better about my crap parenting, <laughs> please email us at tgm at mamamia.com.au or call our pod phone on 02 you can also buy any book mentioned on our podcast, hopefully mine soon, on iBooks at apple.co forward slash Mama Mia, where you can also subscribe to all our shows in one place. While you're there, subscribe to TGM and leave us a five-star review. And if you think there's anything we should be talking about, you can uh, get us at TGM at mamamia.com.au. Call the pod phone 02899386 because your ideas become our ideas. That's the way the writers work. Yes. <laughs> This show was produced by Rachel Wagner. The executive producer is Monique Bowley and the head of entertainment is Holly Wainwright. Me! See you next week. Bye.